Welcome to the excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how's it going? Hey, Bill, I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Are you ready for our new topic on exoskeletons this morning? I am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's your turn to uh, bring up the topic of the day, so lay it on me. All right. Here is an interesting topic. What would you do if you couldn't use one of your hands? Oh, that is a very interesting topic. Your hand still is on your arm, but you cannot use your hand. You cannot close your fingers anymore. And ah. and you want to continue to work. What, what are you right. going to do? Well, my ASTM side would say that I'd probably need to read a standard pertaining to grasping and manipulation. <laughs> However, <laughs> seeing as that mm-hmm. is being in the works and isn't available yet, I don't know, Bill. That's actually a really good question. What would you do? Well, you know, I think the first thing is obviously you're going to work with your doctor, right? That that's Absolutely. you know we're going to take that a little bit off the table. We're assuming that's that's what's happening. We're assuming we're already doing that. We've right. already called the doctor. We're working through insurances. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing is you're going to try to adapt, right? It's like, hey, yeah. can can I use my other hand to do things that that I did with two hands, right? Or your feet. I mean, I've seen some incredible individuals that can do amazing things without their hands by using their feet and their legs. But Right. Yeah. And you remember the, uh, I don't know if you remember the story about the, the guy who's a famous pianist. He, he lost the use of his hands. And, you know, as he was sort of losing the use of his hands, he started using less fingers to play the piano. And eventually mm-hmm. he had to stop. And I think, you know, that's sort of what people would do is they would try to use uh, different ways to continue to do what they were used to doing, right? Of course, yeah. And so the the we get to the question of like, okay, are there exoskeletons for your hands? And could they possibly help? Because most of the time we talk about exoskeletons for like overhead work or legs or something else. Well, let's mm-hmm. talk about exoskeletons for hams. What do you know about that? I really don't know anything, Bill, to be totally honest. I mean, when you said that, I immediately think about prosthetics and how they work for an individual who may have lost their leg or their legs or are using a prosthetic to be able to utilize those different functions that your body needs to use from day to day. Now, I'm sure prosthetics have come a long way since I've seen them, but I always remember that. When I would see those videos, you'd you'd see an individual almost have to swing their hip a little mm-hmm. bit to get the prosthetic to move. So I'm assuming, well, question yeah. back for you, yeah. Bill. Are we talking about an exoskeleton that's working with a prosthetic or we're talking about an exoskeleton that's just working with an individual's hand as is? Right. I, I was using the example of hand as is. And, okay. and let me give you a bit of information. So uh, there was a project that's been that was done started many years ago between General Motors and NASA mm-hmm. to develop and basically an exoskeleton hand 
for okay. workers and people in the, the space industry, astronauts and stuff like that. And so some of that technology has been commercialized. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a few companies that have some exoskeleton hands and was it, it wasn't developed basically to make it where you could move your hand again from not being able to move. It was to help you with your grip when you were working with tools. Okay. So that's the, that is where a lot of the exoskeleton stuff is uh, in the hand industry. Are there, hand, are there exoskeletons that are looking at, you know, the more medical side of things? Yes. Right. I, I, a friend of mine sent me a video uh, just the other day about this where uh, there was an exoskeleton hand that was being used for a, a stroke victim to help them relearn how to use their hand because it had okay. been paralyzed. So right. there's the medical side and then the construction side. You know, I think construction people use tools, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, and you're well, not only that, no one wants to go without coffee before yes. getting <laughs> construction site. So, you better make sure that your hands can grip a coffee cup on right. top of a Phillips head screwdriver, there, Bill. <laughs> right. And then that's true. And so, you know, your grip is very important. And that's really what I want to talk about today. It's like whether it's a recovery from your hand not being able to move or mm -hmm. you've got regular strength. Or maybe you have some reduced strength from, you know, a slight minor injury. Your grip is very important, whether you're in the construction industry or you're in some other industry. So what what do you think would be important about that? How how would that change things? Well, honestly, Bill, I can I can actually come at this from a personal level now talking about a little bit more and understanding where you're getting at with grip. Um, a lot of autoimmune diseases affect the fingers. Mm. You don't have the finger strength anymore, so your grip is not as good. A lot of individuals wake up in the morning and they complain about the arthritis in their fingers and they really have to work at bending and, and warming them up, so to speak, right? Right. So I would think that for having an exoskeleton that is helping, um, you know, me personally, I, I have an autoimmune disease where I do struggle with my fingers at times. Mm -hmm. My grip is not as strong. And I can just think of simple examples, right? Where you're in the kitchen and you're going, oh my gosh, I can't get the lid off of this jam or this jelly. <laughs> right. And you're, you know, you're banging it against the, the countertop and you're trying to open it up. Um, and having an exoskeleton that actually assists to make that easier for you, I can absolutely see that as both on the medical side, right, for an individual that may have situations where their fingers aren't working as well, or um, like you said, stroke patients, or even someone that has Parkinson's, right? right? Um, but also, again, being out in the construction industry, my dad, you know, I think I brought this up before, we used to always joke about, you know, shaky hands, shaky hands, right. would be trying to paint. So having an exoskeleton that can work on many different avenues there from medical to construction to just regular life, making things easier on, on the individual and the body, I think is really important. Um, but let me ask you a silly question of, I've never used this before. So how, how does the exoskeleton assist the individual um, in that manner? Is it more of a 
mind over matter where your brain is used to the functionality and you're thinking about doing that and that's how the exoskeleton works? Are we talking about, you're going to hate me for saying this, are we talking about smart exoskeletons where there's actually programming, there's programming in the system? Um, so c- could you just give me a little bit more information about how right. an exotechnology, how do they do that, right? Like how does an exotechnology know, so to speak? Right. And so you've got you've got a little bit of everything in there, just like in the other exoskeleton areas. You got everything from I've seen exoskeletons that are what we would call passive, where mm-hmm. it's basically giving you some uh resistance in a sense mm-hmm. it, it wants to make your fingers move in a certain direction right. so using springs and levers and all that kind of stuff to uh, a lot of powered one like the gm mm-hmm. nasa uh commercialized right. equipment okay. is a more powered one and so once you start moving your fingers in a certain direction it helps assist you move it and so it gets to a certain grip level and That's you can amazing. and you can adjust how strong that grip is so i'll mm-hmm. go back to another common issue and we've we've talked with others in uh, uh, the construction industry about this, where people over time have lost some feeling, some proprioception in their hands from using you know heavy machinery like the right. you know okay. you know the 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 one I know and it's a it's a name brand, but it's it's one of the vibratory machines, the Wacker Packer and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And, and the vibrations can cause damage. In, in your hands okay. if you use machines like that for a long period of time. And they've, they've been doing a lot of work to kind of reduce that. But, you know, mm-hmm. some people have that damage. And so yeah. if you can't feel good, you can undergrip or you can overgrip. Overgrip. And so, you know, there's a potential that an exoskeleton will help get you back to the right grip for mm-hmm. different things, whether it's holding a hammer, whether it's holding a, a, a sawzall or whatever you may need to, right. to hold. And that's kind of a key thing because if you can't grip correctly, it makes your muscles everywhere else have to work much harder or differently. Absolutely. Overcompensate. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it could be, you know, overgripping or undergripping can be very dangerous. Overgripping, mm-hmm. you can end up hurting yourself uh, yeah. without knowing. Undergripping, obviously, you could end up dropping the thing and you know, hurting yourself or hurting somebody else. So better a, have the right size steel toed boots. On yes, that. exactly. <laughs> so, so there's a lot there. But, but to your question, there's, there's a range of different things with uh, hand based exoskeletons. I think what you'll see more of is the powered ones. Right. Uh, yeah. It, that's what I was thinking. With any kind of powered thing, uh, powered exoskeleton, there's going to be some sort of sensors built in. There's going to be mm-hmm. some smarts in there. Uh, and whether that is a very basic level of programming where it's telling you to do something, or it could be all the way to something like, you know, what people would consider artificial intelligence, where it's really adjusting to you and learning from you over time. So um, I think there's a little bit of everything possible in there. What, you know, if you looked, you would have to look at each specific one to say, this is what this one is. Yeah, absolutely. No, I could see that because your grip from, let's just say you're trying to grip your cell phone or you're trying to write with a pen or a pencil, Right. Uh, that's going to be a different grip that you need versus, again, trying to open that jam of jelly that I can never get open. <laughs> right. Well, and, and you know, think of, think of people who, you know, grip and, 
and mobility is very key in the construction industry. So um, people who operate excavators, people who operate Mm -hmm. cranes, you know, very large machineries takes very fine dexterity to operate these things, uh, you know, legs and hands all at the same time. Yeah. And so if they lost the ability to use one of their hands, it would be really, really difficult for them. And so exoskeletons uh, might be a possible help in that area. Um, But, you know, I think the key thing is, is that, you know, how, how do we help people do their job regularly? And can things like exoskeletons help people just do their job normally and maybe prevent some long-term uh, damage in, in your hands and stuff like that. Yeah. No, that was the other flip side of the coin, right? I mean, we're talking about exo exoskeletons when you're at the point where you need one. But again, having them beforehand to be able to limit the impact and limit the amount of um, constant repetition that is going on your body, being able to gain some of that impact. Right. Really, really interesting. And I also think it brings up the important concept and discussion that you and I, Bill, have had with our our Center of Excellence partners and other members within Committee F48 as to the need of the experts in the medical industry to assist with the development of standards in this area. Because like you said, there's so much that goes into from the fit to making sure that it's not causing more damage that it has helped, making sure that it's working in a way that is proper and is going to be able to assist the user in what they need to do with it. And I know that we just put out a, a medical survey that we've been asking the experts in the area to fill out. But again, I think this just highlights the need for experts in this area Um, We have a lot of individuals that are in the construction and the industry sectors and everything else, but being able to gain insight from the medical experts for exotechnologies is really important. Right. And and I think it just highlights the need also for people just to to try to stay aware of what's going on. There's a lot of developments going on. You know, our center of excellence is one of the places you can get information uh, mm-hmm. on things. And, and certainly you can contact me or yourself and right. we can connect you to a lot of these technical experts. Like, you know, one of the things we were talking about around uh, vibration damage, you know, yeah. actually our chair of the F-48 exoskeleton and exosuits committee is an expert in the vibration, hand vibration area. And so, yeah. uh, you know, there are lots of people across the world that, that we work with to do these standards. And you know, it's a great network and it's a very collegial network. And, you know, whether you're dealing with a uh, looking at grip or overhead work or mobility, you know, we probably have somebody that you could talk to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. We we have a lot of incredible experts and a lot of individuals that we get to work with and speak with every day. And I think this is a really fun topic that really touches upon all of those different avenues and interesting individuals that we have the pleasure of working with, Bill. So this is a really, really fun topic. I know that when I go to open up, you know, that jam or spaghetti sauce or whatever I'm doing, I'm going to be thinking to myself, I need that XO. 
Yep, exactly. You know, instead of the little flat little rubber thing, you know, you get your exo hand on and boom, it's open right. like right away. Open. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Well, this was a great conversation today, Bill. Thanks for thanks for the discussion and enlighten me a little bit on the exo technologies out there for hands and looking forward to our next podcast topic. Me too. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Oh, it'll it'll be a doozy. <laughs> see you later, Bill. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.